Welcome to In Process, the NC Dance Festival podcast. I'm Ann Morris, Festival Director. Each week on this podcast, we dive deep into the risk-taking and dance-making that characterize the modern and contemporary dance community in North Carolina. This season, our second season, will be guided by the question, what does the North Carolina dance community need to thrive? Our conversations this season start with dance and the creative life, but spill into all aspects of our community as we connect, revitalize, and dream together. We're glad to have you along for this journey. This week, I'm talking with Cameron Watson, a dancer, teacher, choreographer, and organizer based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Cameron is one of the people helping to coordinate the North Carolina Dance Festival's statewide movement wave on September 18th. Along with coordinators in Asheville, Greensboro, Durham, and Wilmington, Cameron is helping to pass a wave of movement from one end of the state to the other. People of all ages and abilities are invited to join in the guided movement and be a part of the North Carolina Dance Festival's 30th anniversary season as we celebrate how dance brings us together. We'll discuss why she feels an experience like this is so important for people right now, how to join a wave near you on the 18th, and what that experience might be like. We'll also discuss the power of dancers speaking with a collective voice for funding, resources, and space, and what it means to create and celebrate a truly diverse local art culture. So my name is Cameron Watson, and I um, live in the Charlotte area. I'm actually in Cornelius, which is just north of Charlotte, but most of my work is done in Charlotte. Um, I, as many North Carolina artists, I'm sure, hold, wear many hats. Um, so I teach dance and choreograph and um, and perform every once in a while, <laughs> uh, less now than we used to. And um, I'm also, so I teach dance at Open Door Studios. And then I'm also the director of the inclusive dance program there. And then we have sort of a separate inclusive dance program called Inspire Inclusion Dance. And by inclus- inclusive dance, I mean um, dance for people with and without disabilities, dancing together. And I am also the artistic director of Charlotte's annual Boom Festival, which gives me the opportunity to work t- with lots of different kinds of artists and not just dancers. Um, and I'm working with some local artists here to develop like a, a local coalition of dancers mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, have a, a louder voice, a louder singular voice to buy for money and um, attention and the things that we need from the community and the and the city and funding and um, and that's called Dance Artists Alliance Charlotte or CLT. Nice. So those are some of the hats I wear. I'm also mom, a wife, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you you have quite a collection of hats to wear, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of those other things. Um, but I wanted to start first by. Um, talking about one of the ways that you're involved with the North Carolina Dance Festival this fall, um, you're going to be helping coordinate, or you are helping coordinate um, the statewide movement wave that we're planning for September 18th. Um, so you're trying to get all of the details settled for the Charlotte leg of that that wave. And um, you know, when I when I approached you with the idea for the movement wave. You really like jumped right in. You got right back to me and said, yes, that sounds great. Like what about the wave made you respond in that way? Um, Well, I think two things. I mean, I am a super big dance project fan and North Carolina Dance Festival fan. So that opportunity to be part of the 30th season is very exciting. Um, And I think this is like, felt like one of the ways that I could really 
like the best way for me to participate. So um, an organizer of things seems to be the main role I am playing in my world right now. Um, and I'm just, I, I was working on a project sort of concurrently, which is on the back burner now because things are changing. Um, <laughs> but, um, but this idea that sort of we've all been separate and like that's really hard, but also found ways to move together. Um, and that's really inspiring, I think, like figuring out how can we still be in community together? How can we still be movers and artists um, even when we're quarantined or have to be socially distanced and all the other things? Um, so this feels like a, you know, sort of a movement celebrating the resilience of the community over the last year and a half, but also um, an opportunity to like sort of send some goodness out into the universe. I think there's um, something really valuable about like people coming together. I mean, there's, you know, something valuable about people coming together and thinking the same thing or saying the same thing, but I think there's something even more valuable about people coming together and moving with the same intention in terms of, you know, bringing balance and order to the chaos. Um, it feels like we're in a particular time where we really need synergy mm -hmm. and to be reminded that we're connected even across distance and social distance right. and virtual distance and physical space. Um, so it felt like really in line with some of the, the projects I was already interested in and some ideas that I was already like mulling over um and yeah so super excited i love this idea of the state dancers being more connected but also just um an opportunity to get all kinds of different dancers in charlotte mm -hmm. together in sort of like a fun celebratory way yeah um, instead of like oh my god let's figure out what we're gonna do because there's a pandemic and then there's the movement for black lives and then there's the um we're having a whole funding restructuring here mm -hmm. um which is terrifying so um just having this moment to like sort of come in and celebrate um being connected feels feels like such an important thing right now yeah yeah and that was really um i mean you said it so well that that sense of being connected across all these forms of distance and you know i i know i'm really hoping from this movement wave that you know, people who are able to participate in their communities can have that experience on sort of a local small scale with their the people in space around them, but also to feel connected beyond their own community, you know, to like know that they're a part of something bigger that's happening, certainly that day in the space of a couple of hours, but sort of on a grander scale, just in general, like we, we have been so separate. Uh, feels necessary to to come back together in intentional ways. Yeah, for sure. And I think also this reminder that um, I think it gets easier. It gets easy to think while we're like stuck in our homes or even in our small communities that the challenges that we're facing are singular or unique. And of course, everybody's experience with COVID is unique in its own way. But I think there is this collective challenge and collective resilience that we have all you know, experienced in different ways. Mm -hmm. And there's some value in being reminded, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this by myself. Like there's, there's a whole community of dancers, not even locally, not even just locally, but across the state that are, you know, innovatively trying to figure out how do we keep making art and participating in art and community, even, even as we maybe go back into, <laughs> back into our houses again. 
Um, how, how do you hope that people will participate in Charlotte or what can you share about the details you're working out right now? Yeah, so um, really exciting. We're talking with Arbridge for Kids. They won't be in session yet, but we think we're going to be using their, their physical outdoor space, which is also right near Aldersgate, which is a, um, a, community, a community for seniors, and also really near three homes for UMAR homes, which are for um, like independent living homes for people with disabilities. So we're hoping that we can then like bring the seniors and the um, the women from the, the three humor homes to join us as part of it, which feels like such a fun partnership. And Arbridge is going to send out some information about it and that they reach um, mostly immigrant and uh, immigrant community. They work with kids mm -hmm. and they won't be back in session yet because they start back at the end of September. But um, just that idea of being able to like bring these people that maybe don't identify as dancers. We know that everyone is a dancer, right? but not everyone knows that they're a dancer. So <laughs> um, we hope to bring in some dancers that maybe don't identify as dancers. And if they want to just come watch and like enjoy being outside with us, or if they want to participate, like that will be possible too. Um, so that feels really exciting. Um, we are hoping to base our Charlotte um, score uh, utilizing some local artists, some mm -hmm. local music artists as part of that. Um, so I'm in some conversations with some really great artists here. And I think that's going to be like a lot of fun and, um, you know, give, you know, it'll just be their recorded music. We're not going to have mm -hmm. anyone performing live, but um, I think dancers knowing about the amazing music that's happening locally, like gives us the opportunity to use that when we're yeah. teaching and stuff. So, and we're planning it to be like a, about an hour long, you know, maybe, maybe mm -hmm. two hour event with the opportunity to sort of like practice it, run through it. We're gonna have it written out so people can show up right before and like read through mm -hmm. it. And then also have some uh, visual and auditory cues throughout so that it's pretty easy to follow along. Yeah. Um, and that it can sort of meet dancers wherever they are. Cause like I said, I, I believe that if you can breathe, you can dance. So um, one, one dancer's version of the score might look really different than another's. And that is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, so just making sure that everyone can like feels confident in, in what they're doing at whatever, right. however they're, they're meeting the score. Right. And I know that's been a big part of our conversations among the coordinators and the other parts of the state too, just that, you know, wanting this to be um, a, a structure that can welcome people in regardless of their experience with, with dance or movement, that it's meant to be something that, you don't have to attend rehearsals ahead of time. You don't have to have any specific dance knowledge, just a willingness to, to move, move and explore, um, explore movement with other people. So that's, that's really how we've designed it. And each, each city is sort of interpreting what that means in slightly different ways, but um, I'm excited by the ways that, that it um, can really be very welcoming to, um, to, people, whoever they are and whatever kind of experience they have. Yeah. Well, and, and I also think it's, I mean, I know Greensboro is doing like a big national dance day thing, but mm -hmm. I don't think anything had been planned in Charlotte. It's been so hard to plan anything this year. Right. Um, so it's exciting to have this like happening on national dance day. So there does feel like there's a celebration of that. And then there's also a show that weekend, Martha Connerson kinetic works is having a show, um, which shameless plug I'm performing in, so come see it. <laughs> um, but um, she is 
So that like also there's that opportunity, I think, mm-hmm. to cross promote for each other, which um, is exciting and something we're really trying to foster in Charlotte is that like um, what's, that's one of the things that the Dance Artists Alliance CLT is going to be working on is like, is there a way to like buy a season ticket that gets you tickets to like shows of four different very diverse artists locally and and how do we like continue to share our audiences and help our audiences see that like our modern dance audiences can see that there's like amazing hip hop and jazz mm-hmm. happening and African dance happening and African dance artists can come and see some modern dance or whatever. Or, yeah. um, African dance audiences can come see some modern dance. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping this is sort of be the beginning of, of some, some greater cross-pollination. Yeah. You have talked a lot about the ways that you're really deeply involved in um, in the Charlotte dance community and making, making things happen there and making connections and alliances and that sort of thing to really um, make sure that, that Charlotte dancers and artists are, are thriving. Um, this, this season on the podcast, we're, we're looking at the question, what, what does the North Carolina dance community need to thrive? And I'm wondering, sort of either on that more local level or on that larger statewide level, what, what do you think the community needs to thrive? Well, I mean, I think I, I will speak to my experience in Charlotte, but I, I suspect that there's a lot of universality across the state. Um, though I, I do think there's some unique, unique things about our current situation. So, um, you know, Charlotte is such a transient city and, um, you know, very focused like on the banks and Um, we have some big corporations here and stuff. And so because of that, we have a lot of people that move to Charlotte for a job. Um, and also a lot of people that leave Mm -hmm. Charlotte. Um, and I think one of the things our city overall really needs is to invest in, in its cultural identity. Um, and I guess it's maybe my hope that as this funding shift happens, if it happens right and is done with care and intention, that that can really help us develop a cultural identity. Um, I think, you know, as a modern dancer, I think modern dance is sometimes the the hardest of the art forms to sell. Mm. I don't know, other artists might feel like theirs are, but, um, you know, it's not a product that exists and can be um, like monetized in a way that really makes sense for the amount of work that goes into it mm-hmm. um, and be accessible. So I think the opportunity to have more funding support is really necessary. And I think that probably crosses all of the, all of dance. Um, modern dance just seems to be like even harder for people to mm-hmm. to come in on. Um, and so, so anyway, the, I mean, that's part of why we're we're trying to like come together collectively, but also why Boom was founded was like, if we all work together, can we amplify our voices, um, you know, as local artists? Because we have this, like, a, Blumenthal is such a beautiful theater, and it brings in lots of touring artists. And that's what people know in Charlotte. Like, that's there. But that's, and that's great. And that should be a piece of the cultural puzzle, for sure. Um, but in order to, like, really have a staying power, really, like, companies really wanting to even invest in us more is if we have our own cultural identity. And I think that comes from the grassroots organizations. Um, that comes from local artists that comes from, you know, really amplifying, celebrating and funding local artists. And so, um, 
I'm interested in how the conversations around this new new funding structure in Charlotte and also these new conversations about equity. I mean, I feel like we're talking about equity in a way that we haven't before. Mm -hmm. um, and how do those things intersect to like to uplift the whole artistic community, but particularly independent artists, artists of color, organizations mm -hmm. run by artists of color. Um, and I think that's, and, and I think artists with disabilities like falls into that too. And I think often gets left out of the conversation. Um, so yeah, you know, funding, culture, like building a collective identity here in Charlotte. And I think mm -hmm. that the arts it's across the board have a role to play on that, but there's something, dance is so unique because it's something everyone does. Like the first thing we do before we can communicate in any other way is we move. And so everyone, like, even if they have sat in front of a computer so long that they feel disconnected from their bodies, which I think is a common problem, like it's in us, it's in all of us to connect with and appreciate, appreciate kinesthesiology and physicality. And I just want to, like, I want, I think that there's a lot of healing to happen there. There's a lot of expressiveness that people think we need to be able to express ourselves in words, which I don't know, for me, there's been so many things over the past year and a half that is not expressive in words. Like I cannot, there are no words to describe what what's going on. And, um, um, I'm interested in like, how do we like get the larger community to like tap into that, into their own bodies and into an understanding of body expression and things that maybe can't be put into words. Um, that's, so funding is like my very, like, this mm -hmm. is a real physical thing we need, but I think this like broader understanding of like, we are our bodies and we are not just like, we are all one thing, like our mind and body are connected. And so how as audiences and community members, can we invite people to participate more fully in their embodied experience, whether it's watching mm -hmm. dance performance, engaging in dance in um, in a class or in a community dance experience or in a movement wave. Right, like, right. Um, how do we create more opportunities for people to be in their bodies? Mm -hmm. um, and then I think that uplifts the whole, the whole dance community and probably like makes us all healthier people. Right. Um, in mind and body. After the break, we'll hear more from Cameron about the Dance Artist Alliance Charlotte and the ways that the Boom Festival is adapting to the needs of the local community and the limitations of the pandemic. To get more information about the statewide movement wave on September 18th and how you can be a part of it, please visit danceproject.org ncdf. Tickets are on sale now for the North Carolina Dance Festival's live performance in Greensboro on October 2nd. The performance features a work by Helen Simino set on North Carolina professional dancers, a new work honoring the choreography of the Dance Festival's founder, Jan Van Dyke, a collaborative exchange between classical Indian dancer Aparna Keshavaya and drummer Atiba Rory, and a duet by Asheville's Stuart Owen Dance, in addition to a few short dance films please visit our website at danceproject.org ncdf for details about the performance, tickets, and our COVID-19 policies, which are designed to keep our community safe. That's danceproject.org ncdf for more information. And now back to the show. I'd be curious to hear more about the alliance that you're, that you're part of. I know it's a fairly new thing 
And, you know, as you were saying, definitely focused in part on, on advocating for funding and sort of being a louder collective voice. How has that alliance come about and where are you putting your energies first? Um, well, it's come about out of just like, I think of a sense of fear as the, as the funding structure is changing. Um, well, two, in two ways. So um, there's a new organization that is, um, I think they just celebrated their one year um, anniversary that was started sort of in response to the movement for Black Lives called um, Diversity on and Off the Stage. And it's a cross-disciplinary group. Um, so there's theater and comedy and dance and all the art forms, or all, at least all the performing arts um, involved in that. And so actually um, several of us were at a meeting of that and um, that was focused on dance, just talking about what are the needs of the community. And we were like, well, what if the four of us just kept talking? And so we decided to just keep talking. And so we were sharing information as the funding structure was changing, you know, as a, someone who gets, receives grants, that was, has been a huge part of like, what's in my zeitgeist, because that will really affect my, my personal income right. <laughs> in a lot of di diverse ways. Um, but, you know, not everyone within even this small group of four was getting grants regularly. And so then like, how does this affect people that aren't directly getting grants? Cause it is, it's gonna affect everyone. But also why aren't these amazing artists getting grants? Mm -hmm. How do we create a structure where they know about them, feel invited to apply and feel capable of filling out a, a grant application for the first time? I don't know, I worked in the development office at Dance Place um, in DC right out of college. And I mean, interned, let's not say worked. I was an intern in the development office. Yeah. And so just like knowing more about grants and the opportunity to apply for them. And then when I moved here, Martha Connerton was like, let me help you apply for your first grant. And then once I applied, got a grant and like filled, you know, fulfilled it. And, you know, then I felt much more empowered to keep applying. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten lots of no's since then. But if you get, if you're first, it's a lot of work. So right. if your first several are no's, it would be hard to keep applying. Right. And then we're like, let's just start gathering more dancers together. And whoever comes, we're just going to like keep talking and keep talking. And so that's where we are now. So I will say this to any Charlotte artists that are listening. Um, if you aren't involved already and you would like to be like, we are not trying to create a gatekeeper situation. Like we want everyone to be involved. We don't want to be, um, you know, we don't want to be the people making any decisions or anything for the dance community. We want the community to be making them, but we just are trying to create space for that to happen. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know about it, contact me. We would love to, for you to come to the next gathering and share ideas. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think it's focused on structure and on funding, but just like meeting the needs of, of dancers mm -hmm. and um, artists. So I think some of that will be space, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, in dance in DC, when I lived in DC, there was like several hubs of dance and lots of dancers met and gathered there. And so that created more of a community and we don't have a good space like that here yet. And I don't know that having a central location is, even of like even the right choice for Charlotte. But I, I do think we need to create more opportunities for dancers to be in the same space mm -hmm. and just to have space for rehearsal that is good for your body and not right. concrete or apart. Right. Um, especially as I get a little older, that becomes more and more <laughs> important. Um, the knees need the sprung floor and the more. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know, our goal is to like support dancers. I don't, I don't know exactly how all that will exist, but I think 
we also were concerned about as this, you know, as the funding structure seems like it becomes bigger and maybe um, further away from like individual artists, mm -hmm. how do we explain what dance is to a panel? And right. how do we cap, like, how is that even big organization or big group going to be able to fund individual dance work mm -hmm. with any real sense of knowledge? And that seems overwhelming. So like, what if there was like, they could fund the Alliance and then the Alliance right. could, help distribute the funding and we could come up with a way to make sure that that was really equitable, really mm -hmm. reaching a lot of variety of artists and, um, and also like make the granting process feel specific to dance. Mm -hmm. um, I write a lot of grants that like, clearly you wrote this with visual art in mind right. um, and I'm doing my best to fit into this box, but. But what if the people who are making those decisions about funding really knew dance right. well? Yeah. We know our we know our form, yeah, right, right, better than others, right. Well, that sounds really. I mean, it sounds really exciting. I know that the reason for it is not necessarily exciting, um, but I think that the energy that I hear you talk about that alliance with is um, is very compelling. I, I hope that that hope that those conversations continue to be fruitful, and um, I'll be I'll be really curious to see how how that alliance continues, you know, maybe it can be a model for other, other communities to, to come together and, and amplify the voices of, of dancers in their communities. Lots of people have tried to bring the dance community together in Charlotte and it hasn't always worked. And I think a lot of that comes from a place of like, we're all overworked and mm -hmm. resources are, are slim and we're all doing way too many things, which is, I mean, definitely a problem with all of the people that have been coming to these meetings is we're doing too much. Right. Um, and so it's hard to like get all the pieces done, but um, yeah, how can we make this something that's sustainable and lasts and is actually unifying and helpful? Mm -hmm. um, and those are questions I just wanna keep asking because I think the minute we stop asking them is the minute we are no longer meeting those needs, so. Um, before yeah. we before we close out, um, I know you said you had uh, a performance that you're part of um, the weekend of the, the movement wave. Are there other other things happening for you art art wise um, this fall? Is Boom doing anything else this fall? We are planning to do some more um, in person outdoor in person gatherings of this um, the Artist Alliance group, um, Dance Artist Alliance group. Um, boom is hoping to do a Boom Echoes event in East Charlotte. So Boom is uh, annual three day festival. <laughs> Boom was <laughs> an uh -huh. annual three-day festival in the Plaza Midwood neighborhood um, that celebrated like lo mostly local artists. We had some artists from out of town, um, some regional artists, and then some from, you know, New York and California had come to. Um, and with, I mean, that was started with the idea of like not just dance artists, but a bunch of different artists from different performing arts disciplines came together and were like, well, we, we want to show Charlotte that there's like great art being created here. So if we all do stuff on the same weekend, like we can um, amplify those voices. So it has sort of a fringe, um, intimate, small performances element and a big, like outdoor, um, accessible, everyone can be involved element. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of like installations, both performance and visual art. Um, it, like within the street space, within like common public space, which is, a, definitely a piece of the puzzle 
But then we were like, well, we're doing all this in Plaza Midwood and like Uptown is this big center for where the museums and the perform, you know, big performing things happen. Like what about all these other areas of, of Charlotte? So we started working with Charlotte East and we had an event planned for March 15th of 2020. And we had to cancel it very last minute after lots of planning. Um, we did a virtual Echoes um, in December last year. We were working with these organizations in East Charlotte, Arbridge for Kids, um, Refugee Support Services, and uh, Charlotte East, which is like a one of the big neighborhood associations there, mm -hmm. um, to create some programming like by and for East Charlotte. Um, so we're hoping it, to do a sort of mini festival one afternoon um, in the parking lot of a of an apartment complex that is serves mostly immigrant and refugee um, residents, and with the hope that like then these events like are continuous over time, we're we're considering lots of different ways to make that happen so that we create a pipeline for people to come and see the event and see what it is, and then the artists and creatives within the um, immigrant and refugee community or the Charlotte East community, then there's a, like a pathway to end up on the stage or as one of the participating artists at a future event, mm -hmm. um, because we're not only really interested in taking art into these diverse communities that don't have a lot of cultural programming, we also wanna recognize that those communities, they might not have much cultural programming, but they're full of art, create, creatives and culture. Right. And we want to figure out a way to like, make sure that that work is being integrated into the broader cultural um, community and visual sphere of what Charlotte arts is and so you know i think that's a challenge but an exciting one and one that um takes time and stuff to build and it particularly needs to be have some in-person elements mm -hmm. <laughs> so it continues to be a challenge right now um, but we're hoping that an outdoor event yeah um later in the fall will still be possible um boom's mission continues to be one of like we want to create space for the artists that aren't don't have a lot of opportunities, like the amazing Charlotte artists that mm -hmm. don't also have a lot of op performance opportunities. And I think there's there's a crossover there between people doing like edgy weird stuff that's pushing the form and people doing traditional folk right. um, art from their community. Um, and those seem like a sort of two ends of the artistic spectrum, but they they meet in this place. And I think there's that that could be so exciting. Yeah. And I hope people will join us for the movement wave on the 18th. And then yes. also Martha Connerton is putting on a show coming up from air for air, which actually it's um, her work. And then I'm one of my pieces in it, but there's also some artists from Greensboro. Yes. Some other local Charlotte artists. So um, is, you know, sort of asking the question, like sort of reflecting on the last year and a half and the mm -hmm. social unrest, but also the, like what happens when artists that work in community get, mm -hmm. you know, put behind a screen or in their house um, right. and how do we, how do we emerge from that? Um, so I think that'll be a great show. Well, I'm excited to hear about it and excited to hear how it goes. So thank you so much for joining me today to talk about the very many things going on <laughs> with you and in Charlotte. Um, it's, it's really exciting. Um, you know, we've, we've found here in Greensboro with dance project that, you know, it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic, we're just moving, 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 um, which has its challenges for sure, you know, but, um, but the, the activity never stops. I don't know if it's a dancer thing or what, but. Right. We can't um, stay still. Gotta can't keep stay it moving. Still. I know. 
Well, and I mean, I think it's that's one of the most exciting things is, is the space for risk taking because none of the things we've always done are possible. And so like the innovation is, I mean, and some of it totally falls flat, like some of it doesn't work, but some of it works. And like, how, to, how do we incorporate that um, into what we're doing moving forward, which is exciting. Right. Thanks well, for having me, Anne. Yeah, I look forward to the movement wave in a couple of weeks. Me too. What a pleasure to talk to Cameron today. If you'd like to learn more or get involved in the Dance Artist Alliance in Charlotte, you can contact Cameron at camerondancer at yahoo.com. That's C-A-M-E-R-I-N dancer at yahoo.com. We'll put that email in the show notes as well. We'll put more information about the Boom Festival and of course the statewide movement wave in the show notes also. We hope you can join us on September 18th, either in person or by following the live stream on our website or Facebook page. In our next episode, I'll be interviewing Helen Simino, whose dance Flight Distance One will be featured in our North Carolina Dance Festival performance on October 2nd. Don't miss it. And visit our website at danceproject.org ncdf for all the information about the season and the show notes for the podcast. From there, you can also join our mailing list and follow Dance Project on social media to keep up with upcoming festival events and other Dance Project news. You can find us on Instagram at Dance Project Inc. and on Facebook at NC Dance Festival. Thanks for listening. The NC Dance Festival 30th anniversary is supported by the National Endowment for the Arts, the North Carolina Arts Council, and Lincoln Financial Foundation. We need the support of individual donors and business sponsors as well to make possible the innovative work that North Carolina dancers are creating, bring students meaningful experiences with the arts, and strengthen the community through dance. To make a gift to the festival fund, please visit danceproject.org slash give NCDF. Thanks for your support.